The intel that I've read is obviously not as exhaustive as the intel that the president sees. Um, but I think the cover stories from the Saudis are a mess. You don't bring a bone saw to an accidental fist fight. Fist fight. Fist fight. What's up? What's up? Mike check. One, two, three, four. Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is the Get Up Podcast here. We got S. in the studio. What's good? We got, can I introduce you, Ty? All right, we got Ty here. He at least got the headphones on, so. No, I'm here, man. I'm hey, here. Man. I mean, you know, there's a mic everywhere. That is true. We are in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> we got Pharaoh on the aux cord. What's good? What's good? Coming from you from afar. Amen. Amen to that. So this week um, has been an interesting week uh, just from a perspective of like humans or the we'll say, yeah, humans just not caring, so to speak, or, you know, of others. Um Voting wise, election wise, like we see what Georgia, what um that guy that uh, I actually have it here, his name, but we'll talk about that whole ma- the um, mayor's uh, governor's race. Oh, okay, yeah, in Georgia. Um, yep, how the voter suppre- the suppression is happening. Um, and just with um, what the White House is allowing. Um, and if that really means something, you know, uh, you would think that. Um, you would care if somebody you know was lured in to um some way and 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 killed right, and then you get oh you get nothing at one actually at one point in time you got nothing. In the well, I, I mean you know um describe this. So do you want to talk about? Jamal first, or do you want to go into the midterms no, I'm, first? I'm, no, or? no, let's do midterms first. We're doing midterms first, think, but ride with me. I don't think DJ right. Bell is yeah. able to stay on topic. No, well, I'm staying on topic. <laughs> I'm staying on topic. I'm, I'm just kind of over-compassing. No, I am. I am. How, hold up. No, I'm not doing my own thing. Just <laughs> sit there and just listen really quickly. Goodness gracious, dude. But the overarching thing of just with people just not caring, right? So because S dot and fucking Pharaoh are just just so like gun like gun happy, like oh let me just talk, let me talk. Sit there and listen, be patient. People might not that's know what, what you're talking that's about. What they that's said. what I was trying to help. But that's why we come back full circle. If you just right. shut the fuck up, hey, right. right. I fall back, but you know. Anyways, so we're coming back. Hold my whiskey. <laughs> so we're coming back and with people not caring and I want to go back into um like the midterms right now and just the voter suppression that is so blatant right now in this day and age. Um and when I was actually speaking of the um Georgia um governor's race, right now um the current governor, right? So let me give you the background right now. So uh, his name is Brian Kemp, Republican. He is apparently in charge of, um, you know, counting the votes, but he's also going for re-election. So do you see how the conflict of interest, you know, may actually show up, right? So uh, right now, Brian Kemp is actually being sued uh, for voter suppression because um, the state secretary, or actually he is, he is the state secretary and looking for re-election um, in, in, of course, uh, Georgia. And right now he is 
um, I believe, of course, they said that he purged almost like 100,000 votes. And I don't want to, you know, um, be mm, like in quotes there on the record saying 100,000. But it was a lot of votes that he actually purged uh, because of various reasons. Pharaoh, did you hear about this particular uh, Georgia's um, voter suppression that's going on i did i did but for me the biggest problem was the nbc report that showed that early voting is like dangerously down for democrats in arizona florida georgia indiana montana tennessee and texas and those are like all the places some of those key places where they're trying to like pick up wins so even if they're not purging the vote, Democrats aren't really don't seem to be voting yet anyway. And I actually, um, which is interesting. So I'm going to um, put that up. I'll, I'll see your um, publication that you saw, and I'm going to raise you. Uh, it says actually I got a few of them. Um, Collin County, Texas, saw 4,800 new voters um, in 2000 and uh, in 2014 they saw 4,800 new voters. This in this 2018 midterm election they're seeing nearly 13,000 new voters. Voter registration voting that has happened, and of course in Texas, Collin County is uh, voting for Beto O'Rourke, uh, and he is. Uh, I just challenging put it in the group. Check it out. Yeah, not a problem. And but I'm also just showing you uh, some other headlines that we've seen. So the Baltimore Sun, their headline has stated that voter registration is at um, is um, at record highs right now in Maryland. Uh, the, Sh the Chicago Tribune uh, actually uh, quote unquote said across Chicago area a surge in new voters on roll as intense midterm approaches. Um, also, the Hartford um, Current, voter registration continues to surge in Connecticut, especially among young adults. Uh, and lastly, the Associated Pe Press in Nevada said, tight Nevada elections bring record voter registrations. Um, so, I, which is interesting, I know that you've seen that NBC one, but of course these are different news publications and so forth. I'm not too sure yeah, exactly I think which like one has everybody's seen. gonna have different information. Different information. Um, you know, even if you look at polls, they're wildly diverse that's why like um you know nate silver's one aggregates like 80 different polls you know you're, you're always trying to find a happy medium exactly um but the fact of the matter is especially in georgia i mean this race shouldn't be that close and it you is. know what i'm saying like yep. it's a very red state it's a state that went for trump by you know um a good amount of points mm -hmm. and right now it's um and a lot of polls have it at like 0.5 that's why like it's up by 0.5 so yep. if you you know um I mean, if you look at it, it's just, it's a toss-up, and nobody really knows what's going to happen until until the, the day of, exactly. Um, Which so, is only yeah, another gotta, like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we got to see what happens. So just kind of going off of um, how scared these um, these re Republicans are um, in that county in Georgia, um, there apparently were uh, the NAACP uh, gathered a bunch of you know um, African American men and women, and they were going to bust them to uh, you know these polling places for early voting uh somehow uh the news got out and uh, allegedly brian kemp and like the um and the republicans called the like the county sheriff or something of that nature and said that they had to stop that bus for whatever you know reason they may have given at the time and they actually the the particular sheriffs and county police and so forth actually saw fit that that bus of uh, elderly, uh, you know, black uh, women and men did not leave to to go, um, you know, vote early. So that is extremely, you know, uh, uh, hard to hear that 
this should be a fair and even race, right? You know, you put your your best up with the other person's best, and you and you go and you have at it. But apparently, they're not. Republicans are are, are really scared. Well, Republicans haven't like won the popular vote for like ever. Exactly. Um, there's more. Yeah. There's more liberals in this country than there are conservatives. Just mm-hmm. you know, that's just a fact. So, so you know, like um, when you look at this, this is the only way they can really win elections. It's if you look cheating. at states like Wisconsin, Michigan, um, those are all states where more liberals vote than Republican. More Democrats vote for Democratic candidates than mm. Republicans, but somehow you always have Republican majorities. Mm. That's why it's because they don't want people to vote. They just want to win, and you see what they're doing there. Um, but I also think it's on us, you know, if because 2020 is an extremely important year to have governor's races because that's when you draw the map. Yeah. So if you try to bust them out one day and they stop you, bust them out the next day. If they mm. stop you then, then put them in 17 different cars and put them on 18 different routes. There you go. You know, like yeah. find a way to get them over there to vote because at the end of the day, if they're in charge of the governor's mansion in 2020, it's just going to, you know, it's going to get worse and worse from there. But it's just interest. It's just cr- not interesting. It's just crazy to think that they would go to that, those lengths in regards to, stopping voters and they're always saying like they're about the people you would think that they're about the people this is a this is a uh an office that is is a you know is a publicly held office and things that uh you know an office that anybody can go for and we have to vote these people in so it's interesting that they're saying that and then still going against the, that really their own constituents you about republicans though I, I just don't like to hear that. You know, it's like, <laughs> damn. You know, and I, I mean, granted, Democrats could have had, you know, had done the same thing. You know, I just don't know of that right now. And I, I'm, of course, ignorant to the fact there. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's something where I, at least I feel that Democrats maybe would do this if they were in a losing position for as long as Republicans have been in. Mm. You know, when you when you understand that you are the minority in this country right now, that mm. belief system is the minority in this country, you have to find a way to stay in power. So that's what you do. You stop people from voting. Gotcha. And I never put it past anybody who is out of power to find ways to get back in power, no matter how badly it affects the general populace. Yep. But right now, Republicans are in that situation, and you see how they're behaving. As Lindsey Graham said during the Kavanaugh hearing, he was like, I pray that you guys never get power. Yeah. I was like, damn. Because he's stressed. <laughs> if y'all get power, y'all might draw the maps fair. What? <laughs> what? People might go vote. What? <laughs> we don't want them to vote. <laughs> we may not be able to get assistance from Russia. Oh, no. You can't have that happen. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, Farrell, like, what do, you, what do you have to say about the, the voter suppression that is actually going on right now and the lengths that the Republicans, uh, you know, are going to, um, you know, to, to suppress their own constituents, you know? Uh, they've always done this. This is what they do. This is what they do. Uh, it's sad like, to hear that. And then not, it's not new. You know what I'm saying? Democrats have to get the vote out because Republicans suppress the vote. And voter suppression is not always as obvious as the thing you describe. Sometimes they're just a depressing narrative. Mm. People thinking that things won't change, that's voter suppression at work. That's a that, that is true. I can I can agree with that. I can see how that's uh, how that is voter suppression. Um, yeah, I mean, just like you know, a lot of ways they try to suppress the vote. I mean, even if you look at mass incarceration, right? Like that's a way to disenfranchise black voters yeah, from being able to vote. If that's you just start true. locking them all up, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, this has been a constant campaign throughout the South for 
for hundreds of years, mm. um, ever since this was a country. Um, even if you think about like the three fifths comp- compromise, compromise, right? Yeah. Where I mean, I think a lot of African Americans view it as you know us being black, we are only worth three fifths of a person. Yeah. But if you really look at what that compromise did politically, they got to count three fifths of their slaves as people. Yeah. But only have white people vote, so they were able to dominate national Mm. politics in a way without having the majority of the population vote vote so like it's something that they're used to they are surprised they're like wait these slaves want to vote and now they want their way no like so you know they've been doing it forever it's just kind of just their their standard tactic yeah um and it's just the tactic of a losing team they don't want to have real fair voting because real fair voting would vote them out of power back in the day do you feel as though they were and just talking about parties what do we think were there uh, in, at the that at that time there was really just was still Republican and Democrat still a two party. Um, no, there were like different parties. A whole bunch of different parties. I don't know if there were like a ton yeah. of different parties. Like, but parties have evolved. Okay. Over time, over like time. back in the day, it would have been Democrats. Yeah. Because Democrats were the the party that was ruling the South at the time. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's it just it evolves over time, but this kind of conservative. Southern slave holding, you know, yeah. values are, are the values that make people behave like this. It's uh, it's it's interesting to me right now to see black Republicans just seeing exactly how the Republican Party at this point in time is showing. I actually and these are headlines. I really don't want to read into headlines. This is really clickbait. But if I am going off of some of these headlines that we're reading, um, and this is on, you know, the HuffPost side of things um, where they're saying that uh, the GOP is backing um, is backing, you know, uh, racist, um, racist, you know, racist tendencies. The uh, whoever may be um, like um, what's his name in Alabama, um, who was the uh, guy who um, just was coming of um, and the Me Too movement hit him in Alabama. In Alabama? In Alabama. Remorse, thank you. Um, that was so, the Me Too movement. That was like the child molester movement. Child, I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> like, Even worse. Like, don't. <laughs> Even worse. I'm sorry. That is very true. <laughs> it wasn't like Me Too. It was like that stop stalking little girls at the mall yeah. movement. I don't know. That's <laughs> but a, also, that's I also think that there were some uh, there were racial things within that. But um, just seeing kind of what the GO, how the GOP is standing right now and where they're standing, I'm surprised and surprised that there are still um, black Republicans, um, right now, but, um, kind of go staying in with, uh, I would say, you know, parties and so forth. Mitch McConnell, we wanted to speak on, on, on that, on that topic. Oh yeah. So, um, at the restaurant. Yeah. So I guess over the weekend, um, I believe it was on Friday, Mitch McConnell was going to a restaurant in, um, his home state, and basically a bunch of protesters went and started harassing him. Um, he was at this restaurant called Havana Rumba in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and he was sitting with his wife, um, Ellen Chow. The, I think she's um, the Secretary of Transportation okay, or something like that. Um, and, yeah, like a bunch of protesters ran up to him, asked him to leave the country, started harassing him. Eventually one of them... One group was asked to leave the restaurant, and they left the restaurant and gave him, like, the finger outside the window. Yeah. And then later, towards the end of his meal, another group of protesters ran upon him and started, like, you know, yelling at him. And I think one got a hold of his um his food tray. Oh, damn. And just, um, you know, when he got kicked out of the restaurant, came out of the restaurant, just tossed it on the ground. Wow. Um, Yeah, Republicans responded in the same way. They're like, oh, we're not going to let liberals 
um, threaten us or do those types of things. But it's just, you know, it's another one of these string of incidents where people like Ted Cruz, um, they're trying to go to, you know, these establishments and protesters are confronting them. It's on both um, sides. I'm going to tell you that there's actually a similar situation that happened. Um, and I unfortunately cannot remember um, the um, senator's name. It was a female. Um, so the I people don't... are no longer taking their sh- these people's shit. The people yeah. are upset. But That's the story. Yeah. So like, people what... don't want to listen to that shit no more, you know, you gotta do something different. But what? A... So kind of like where we want to go to her in that is that why is it to, like, to create violence, right? You can be upset, right? But does it prove a point, Pharaoh, if... The, like as this person did uh, to Ted Ted Cruz, you said that right? Um, well, it's happened to Ted Cruz before. It's also, but the person well, right now is uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Um, so like to create violence and 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 um, you know, scare tactics, Pharaoh. Like, do you think that? Do you think that that's gonna have any positive, um, positive results? You know, to to do that. I think in a republic, when you don't listen to the will of the people, you're asking for the mob. Mm. So I don't know if I would say it's right. I think that's just how republics go. The Congress is clearly not listening to the will of the people, and they think they can just walk freely among the people when the people are angry. Mm. You can't. What the fuck you want me to tell you? The Romans used to tear their politicians to shred every now and then. So, you know, count your blessings, you're just getting your fucking shit flipped. <laughs> your food flipped. I would also say, too, like, I, for the life of me, I don't understand how a whole party can um, just insult people who live in cities mm. all the time and then yeah. try to go eat. Like, how are you Republican eating at a place called Havana Rumba? Oh, like, yeah, like really? That, yeah, like, in, in, in the middle of Louisville, like, in the middle of a city, and then you're going to get on TV and be like, these cosmopolitan folks don't understand what it's like in, you know, rural America. And then you're going to go, that's where all the culture that's is. That's very, where all the luxury you is. You are the cosmopolitan. That's what they don't get. Yeah. You are the cosmopolitan. That's actually a really good point. And then try to go eat out in, like, D.C. Like, mm. you're insulting these people every day. Every and then day. you're like, oh, I want to go eat the steakhouse. No, we're, that's where we're sitting. That's no. the same thing that didn't Trump do that shit where he, yeah. like, was, t- was talking about um, the wall and then was seen having, like, a taco because I think, like, May, uh, Cinco de Mayo came or something just like that. Dumb, and like... that was, of course, around the time, like, Tommy Lauren. And they were like, Tommy Lauren better not fucking go. <laughs> go go to the Mexican spot or whatever the case no. is for Cinco de Mayo, and you're over here talking about uh, illegal immigrants, talking and, crazy, and and wanna... immigration and shit. Yeah, I'm just like, yo, go out to Podunk, Alabama, where you said that you like to be, <laughs> and go eat at the local Applebee's. Go I don't get, know what to tell you. Don't don't get... don't show up in our in our cities that you hate so much. Go get that mayo sandwich just because your your food is not seasoned. Boom, <laughs> it's, it's popping out there in that one horse town. Yeah, you, I know you love that steak. Go eat it there, and that's why. <laughs> He lives in Texas because I bet you he's eating nothing but Mexican food, and he, he probably he's over is. Here had, he had he had the seasoning that uh, uh, that curled his that curled his toes, and he's like, oh, I want to, ha- I need to have this food, and but then still at the same in the same fashion, uh, turning his back and saying, oh, immigration, and we need to lock them up and put them in detention centers yeah. and stuff, you know. And I will say though, like I, I don't know if this is gonna have a positive effect on Mitch McConnell. Because Mitch McConnell doesn't care about shit. That's, that is very true. He really doesn't. Yeah. He, he truly does not care. Yeah. Like, the whole, you know, Congress can be burning down behind him. He has the highest him. indifference of anybody in the Senate. His indifference is so high. He like Yeah, he does not give a fuck. Like, <laughs> Why? Has he always been like that? Because he's been in, um, he's, he's been in, uh, 
cabinet for a little bit now. So has that always, has he always been this? Yeah. Fuck off. Like, I don't, I, you know, fuck your feelings sort of. Yeah. But I think he has like a, I don't know. I think, I think there used to be an air of more compromise with him. Mm. I don't know that. I mean, he's, he's done stuff like he did to Obama to his own party. He sunk. Um, what is the Arizona McCon- um, McCain's? Mm-hmm. He sunk like McCain's signature legislation because he wanted more politics. Uh, he wanted more money in politics. So he's he's like is he, he just smart? has a specific. Is he smart? Like is that is that what we're kind of coming to? He could be like he he because think, he doesn't care. He gives he gives no fucks. He does what the fuck he wants to do, and people don't like him. But I, he still keeps fucking shit up. <laughs> I think he's tactically smart. Like he's he's able to he. He understands the rules of the Senate really well. Mm. And so he was able to do a lot of things that a lot of people didn't do just because they weren't curious enough to look. They yeah. were just trying to have compromise and shit like that. And mm. he wasn't really trying to do that. So should we be learning but from Mitch McConnell? No, no, because McConnell isn't great at getting things done. He's just great at stopping things. Okay. Like if you look at his signature legislation, it's all getting, you know, court picks through. Okay. Right? Like he okay. couldn't pass health care. He couldn't pass transportation. He, yeah. All he does is get people on the court because he can get a bare majority to vote for it every single time. Does he hold um, more L's than he does dubs? I, I don't, you know, like he was he was Senate majority leader during the Obama administration. He's only really had two years where he had a president who could sign things for him. For him, yeah. Um, but it's not like you're going to go and negotiate with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell isn't going to negotiate with you. Is Mitch McConnell um, up for re-election this year? No, no, not at all. No? Yeah, how many um, more years is he up? I, I don't know if he's, but like, it's gonna be hard to take McConnell out. Like, McConnell's like ruthless. <laughs> like, what um, what state does he represent again? He's very secure in his district too. Yeah, like, like his he's way not... his, his district set up, he's secure. <laughs> well, you know, he does, he doesn't have a district. He's a senator, so he's he just senator, has a state. Yeah. But well, it's like a very yeah, very exactly. red state, state and nobody. Yeah. It's Kentucky. Kentucky. That's oh, why shit. he's in Louis. Yeah. That's why he's in Louisville, Kentucky. Eating. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, but, he's not. Uh, they not. But we'll see. Are we. I want to have more faith in Kentuckians, Kentucky, Kentucky, whatever you want to call it. That um, just like every other. You just be selling <laughs> dreams. You want to have faith in Kentucky? Oh. <laughs> Come on, Kentucky. So Blue somebody, wave in Kentucky. <laughs> if somebody is hearing this from Kentucky, have I'm having faith for you. I'm I'm hoping yeah. that the good powers pull you guys through. I mean. If they kick out the blue powers, McConnell, they're gonna kick out some. They're gonna put in another Republican. It's gonna be worse because it's that. It's probably that deep. It's gonna be right Confederate now. Mick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's not gonna be somebody better. Um, so just kind of talking. See, and that's how they never learn. They want to get rid of the snake they know, and they get a wolf they never met. Oh shit. <laughs> um, so just some statistics. That, um, just kind of speaking of um, like seats and so forth. Um. Estat was so kind to jot this down. So the Senate right now, the Republicans have a 79.5% chance of winning. Granted, you didn't cite your sources, sir, so I don't know where you got that from. Um, they took a cite. Okay. And uh, the Democrats have a 20.5% chance of winning the Senate. Um, the breakdown of seats is um, apparently the Republicans have four solid seats confirmed or you know to be held um two likely republican and two are leaning republican and then one is a toss-up and then in regards to leaning democrat you don't have anything there but you do have likely five democrats five seats are possibly um up uh for the democrats in the senate and a solid 18 for the democrats in the senate so i mean i like the 18 
That's the biggest number that you have out of there. Um, and then the key races uh, to uh, keep an eye out for are Nevada, Tennessee, Texas. Uh, better O'Rourke, he's out there. North Dakota and Missouri. And in the House, the Democrats, I like this number, have an 86.3% chance of taking the House. And the Republicans have a 13.7% of um, holding um, command there. So, I mean, we're going to see kind of how that... Uh, how that plays out. Um, but the biggest topic that I want to talk about and the biggest topic that has been on everybody's and everybody's conversation uh, for the last two weeks is this uh, Jamal Khashoggi um, murder. <laughs> and last week we mentioned it where the Saudis were, I want to say that they were silent for most of it and they just then came out and said that um, what was their other narrative? They had three. They they definitely had a few narratives that they were trying to. First, they said. Well, first was silence. They didn't say yeah, shit. They, didn't say they were like they didn't have. A so then the use. second was. Who me? Not me. What? <laughs> that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Who us? Nah, nah. That was nah, okay. Nah, and then what else. was the next one? Then the next one was was the fight. They've had a couple. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> the the first one was complete silence. Um, the second one was he walked in and, um, got into a, a fist fight. Yeah. And it led um, to, yeah, it led to a yeah, fist fight. Yeah, yeah. And then the other narrative, um, I think what they're going with now is like there were rogue agents within the Saudi government who all happened to be Mohammed bin um, Salman's bodyguards. Wow. Um, his, his, his bodyguards were rogue agents who flew into um, into else. Turkey to go kill this guy. Um and you know, I think that's what they're going with now. <laughs> they're gonna um, try and stick with that. Yeah. After they so after they have exhausted three of their lifelines. Oh, it wasn't me. It was my badass cousin, Jamal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was those guys. You shouldn't trust them down there. I don't know who they they're, they're granted they're in the family, but we don't we don't claim them. That's Jamal kind of... always been acting up. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't control him. Nobody can. You know, like sometimes he just goes off and kills people. We didn't say shit to him. We still cool though, right? I can still buy that gun. <laughs> you think I can still get that shipment? <laughs> Yo, have you heard? Have you guys heard about the body double? Yep, I heard about. I was actually going to mention that too. Was that the day? The the same day, right? They said the same. Yeah, the day same was... day. They tried to make it seem like a body double walked out, looking, you know, like him to be like, oh yeah, no, he left. So like, they knew that this could. Be, so as as we as we stated last week, I think Esa and Pharaoh said it that they knew what they were doing. They there was there was some communication and conversation beforehand on how is this going to play out in the American media. It's. It's just astounding to me how incompetent they are. Mm. Like, they had to plan this for a while. They had to know he was coming to Turkey. They yeah. had to know that all did this was really going to happen. Did they really plan it, or did they just say, oh, he's in Turkey, send someone to get him? They sent some dudes with bone saws, and they sent a <laughs> body double who had the same clothes on to walk like, out. Like, damn. They had this they planned, planned this out. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't, it just, they were incompetent. Like, what did they think? So like, they said that there was, so the most recent one, said that he got to a uh, the second to most recent one said that he got to a fight and somehow it inevitably ended in him getting killed and chopped up yeah like, with the bone saw like <laughs> yeah like uh, oh we got the spare bone saw here 
Sean. They got, they got into a fight. Jason? <laughs> you know, you, you know that Halloween is coming up. So. Yeah, I have Freddy Krueger in there <laughs> chopping him up. Like, what's going on? He got into a fight, and then there were swords that were pulled out, knives, and then you know what? We just chopped the rest of his body up after he was laying there lifeless, and then just probably and just threw him down the dumpster. We didn't know what else to do. <laughs> we didn't know, you know. You know Jamal was crazy. You know he's crazy. Yeah. Oh Jamal. Oh Jamal. <laughs> the sixties. Year old journalist was brawling with the security guards in Saudi and Arabia. You had to chop you him up. You had to kill him. <laughs> like we and we killed him and we had to chop him up. Like there was no other resolution besides that. They had a duel actually. You know what? That's what they had. They had a duel. Like, <laughs> like there's like been... stories are just gonna be coming out. Like what so um Estad, I know you so you have here is in regards to the so the crown prince of Iran, Mohammed bin Sol- Salman. Yeah, he is um, an MBS. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and so in regards to so in regards to NBS, so he is because uh, they, didn't they say they? Um, I saw they um, arrested a few people. Did you guys see that? Um, yeah, I think they're arresting some of his. Was that some, that was some of his people? Not yeah, him. I think, but it's like his scapegoats. Like he's just trying yeah. to, you know. Damn. Like, so oh, we, we got one of them under so, arrest. Yeah. Another one of them died in a car crash recently died in a car crash yeah like it's you know it's it's not if you were on that he came out of a 7-eleven all, and turned it on and it just blew up i don't know what happened faulty they're all photographed coming wiring. into turkey <laughs> like they have a group photo of them walking like <laughs> i'm just right now because i watched too much 24 like i believe that right now in this story um that they paid off a couple of people um, you know, they said, we're going to take care of your family, take the fall for this, spend some time in jail. We'll get you out in a few years, but your family will be taken care of a few. There's a, there's a few, uh, guys, felons possibly who were in jail before take the fall said that, say that you did it. They're all going to say you all look alike. Anyway, anyways, they're white people. They don't know <laughs> anybody from anybody. So, I mean, he did it in a Muslim country. That's at doesn't like them so yeah you can't you know they're gonna be able to differentiate um <laughs> all them people but, but are they just, are, are they really going to be the ones to probably put them up you, you think, think so you think nbs care <laughs> he locked he his own mom is like in jail right now like damn. you think he care damn. like damn and i don't think well, he, what's she in jail for i didn't hear this shit he he's locking up anybody who has any kind of disparaging view of him like if you don't think he should be in power he's locking you up so that's why trump so Trump feels the same way. That's why he's connected with this guy, and he's connected with Putin, and he's connected with yeah. um, the type of people you like. What's the call? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can see. We okay. We can see this. We can see this. All right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I just don't think they. I don't think they plant. Like when I say incompetent, I just mean like they had this plan, right? So this guy was gonna walk in there. They were gonna send a body double out. Like he was still around. Then they were gonna say, "Oh, we don't know what happened. He never left the country or whatever." Yeah. You know, well, he like, left here. He left our custody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't do it. You know, they were just trying to, you know, shut him down. Obviously, they were incompetent in keeping him there because they kill him. Yeah. Um. Then they have no backup story for what happened to him. None. Like they didn't think. Like nobody saw his wife drive up there with him. <laughs> nope. Like they and thought, then to they say it was an Uber or a Lyft. Like, this, they changed the plan. Like, when the wife it's is... It's probably t- good they didn't see her. They would have killed her, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The good thing she got away. I don't even... I'm just like, you, you see that happen? Like, change the plan. Like, yeah. you could kill him anywhere. He's in a foreign country. Like, they kill people all the time. <laughs> like, 
shade. Freaking um, Saddam Hussein had a torture room in an embassy in New York. On what? New York. A torture room. Yeah, at the bottom of this embassy, he had a soundproof room where they would bring people in and torture them. Damn. In New York. Damn. So, like, if you're in a, another country, you can grab somebody if you want to. Easy. Like, it's not that, it's not a big problem. With the quick. You sure it wasn't a sex room? Um, he sure wasn't. I mean, you know, somebody's probably getting S&M. fucked, but, uh, S&M. you know, they probably wasn't enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> By no way, shape, or Yeah, so I'm just like, I, I don't know. I just find so my, so... So my biggest question um, for the two of you beforehand was, um, and other people may actually be thinking this too, why is this, a, why is this in the media right now? Like, why is this so big? Because at this point in time, you know, what, what, what Donald Trump is not doing anything. In regards to this mm-hmm. and should he even do anything i mean what sanctions be placed on them like what are like why is it like fair like why do you think or not think that americans should care about this situation is is this kind of just getting off topic of what really should we should be talking about and is this Mueller investigation and everything else or what do you think pharaoh um so, I mean, we should be talking about this because this guy's a journalist, and journalism's, journalists are the shield of democracy. So if one country is to go out and kill a journalist that was living in America and writing for one of our newspapers, that's bad. That shows they give no fucks about our authority. Mm. Um, why people should care is because this could be you. The moment it becomes okay to kill the people who speak the truth, We've given into tyranny, no matter who it comes from, and no matter what kind of deals are on the table. But I also don't think one man is going to fuck up a billion dollar deal. So that's just the truth of and the reality not, of life. And as to our listeners, so if they're unaware, because I also asked you this too, because I know I was unaware too. Um, what is the relationship? You know, because we actually spoke beforehand on our conference call in regards yeah. to Obama. So this kind of goes back, you know, a few years. What is it about Saudi um, Arabia that America is so vested in? And, you know, we're willing to, you know, President Obama, you know, even Dotard. Like, why is it and even possibly, the you know, Bush Jr.? Well, no, like, this, yeah. this just goes... This you goes know, far back. Far back. And why yeah. is that? Like, what's what's? Um, yeah. There are strategic partner in that region. So if you're in a region surrounded by people who don't like you, um, you have like the Irans, the Syrians of the world who are really trying to, you know, don't like American influence, and you have one partner, which is Saudi Arabia, and you also have Israel, right? So those are your two partners, and those United are people States. who you have to, the yeah, States. the United States who you have to kind of prop up. Mm-hmm. So we make an exchange with them, and it's a, and it's a. It's an exchange. the The best way I've heard it put, it's a, um, it's a relationship of um, it's not a relationship of ideals. Mm. It's a relationship of like benefit. Yeah. Um. So what we get from them is we get to put bases there. We get security. We get a strategic partner. We get oil and we get Control cash. Of half of that, like straight between Egypt and the Mediterranean, where they ship all the oil out. To, okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, we get that. And in exchange for that, we let them do whatever they want. Um, Clearly, because obviously they don't—they are monarchy who executes people. And they—they, I think, like a couple of months ago, they crucified somebody. Crucified? Like, yeah, yeah, like on, you know, on a like in the like, middle of the square. Like they—they they do stuff like this, you know. Like so, it's—it's it's not a relationship of ideals. It's just a relationship of strategic interest. Um, you even see the same thing happen with Britain right now, where Britain 
was really mad when Russia tried to kill one of their own spies yes, in yeah. in Great Britain. I thought that was I think wasn't he just a casualty or would have been a casualty? Weren't they trying to kill somebody else and then inadvertently oh, no, the they poison tried to, got around to Well they just tried to poison him. They tried to poison the spy. Oh the spy, okay. And you know, they were all like, Oh, sanctioned, you can't, you know, do this, this is illegal and then when they killed the you know, the journalist, mm. Jamal, they're like, Oh wait, well we know we need to have patience. We need to <laughs> Because Saudi money Yeah keeps up the whole British military. They wow. can't fund their military if Saudi Arabia isn't buying weapons. Okay. You know, so like... So Saudi out here, they... They, they, they have money and they just throw the money away. Okay. You know, they don't care. They just... We, they have all the oil reserves in the world. Yeah. They're the filthy rich. Damn. Um, and yeah, so, so that's why... guns. Basically, that's why we let them get away with something like this. Okay. If this was some other country, we, you know, they'd, we'd just crush them but it's Saudi Arabia we're like wait wait we gotta think about this <laughs> let's, let's just hold up and dollar hold that. up hold up hold up <laughs> we about to get that billion dollar shipment from them right in next week for Jamal they also <laughs> shut it down for also Jamal also during Christmas they did say they were about to buy an extra two pallets <laughs> so I think that we should let this one go like Jamal was sorry give his family some money some money and also it kind of shows like the I don't know if it's like the right word, but like arrogance of them to kill a Washington Post reporter. They, as you said, they don't care because like they give no fucks. The Washington Post. I do believe this has a lot to do with Trump's rhetoric towards the media in general. Yeah, yeah. Like they give no fucks. They wouldn't have done this, Mm. but they could do this under him because he doesn't like the press anyway. Mm. But yeah, I just mean like if you were yeah, because you're right. Like if they were worried about American opinion. You're going to kill one of the biggest newspapers, reporters in the world? Mm. Like, they can just talk about this every single day for the next three years. So like, front we page paper. Chop them up. Yeah, like, you know, like, they're like, I, I don't care. You can talk about it. Yeah. American public don't care. We, <laughs> we just we just spent two billion more dollars on you. They're they not saying shit. We'll buy some more ships. They'll be all right. <laughs> They'll be all right. They'll shut up. It'll all right. It'll, it'll pass within a week or Basically. so. I mean, and, on, and, and, and unfortunately, that is true. This news cycle, this is really just. In in our news cycles that have happened, it's literally in one week and then it's out the next week and then some other blatant shit happens and it's like the the uh, the human mind right now is just being overloaded by a whole bunch of fuckery right now that I don't know. Fair would you say that we were shielded from before in regards to like past diplomacy and you know uh, and in, in regards to our presidents, uh, the the diplomacy that they had, the professionalism that Most they had. Most of us weren't smart enough to know what was going on back then. Mm, that that is that is that, I'm actually gonna agree with you there. I will say that because I know I was in uh, I, I was, was in the fog. I would say like past presidents has had a lot more message discipline. Mm. You know, you you stay on message. You don't make a lot of unforced errors. You don't say a lot of things. You they keep wouldn't have killed him. Thing. All civilization you know? until this point has been about staying on message. Mm. This is the first time we've had someone. Maybe not the first time, but like everything always starts getting fucked up when the guy who has to go up and speak doesn't stay on message. Mm. Mm. Yeah, now you get all this confusion. Like, this isn't good for a country, you know, for you to be jumping from catastrophe to catastrophe that's to what catastrophe we're doing. Yeah. every other week. Yep, every other week. Yep. Like, that's just not, you know, it's not a it's not a productive way to run a country. Yeah. Or anything. So, so this, of course, is going to pass, right? And we're, our minds right now should, for the most part, just be on the elections, the midterms that are coming up, and then, then the 2020 elections. I mean, I think you should keep this on your mind. I just think that the only way you're going to be able to solve something like this is through through voting. Yeah. 
Um, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, that's why I'm like, yeah. keep this. Like, this could be fuel, so to speak. You know when y'all guys are doing all that marching? March your ass march. to the polls. There that's you what go. you need yeah. to yeah. As Obama said, don't boo, vote. <laughs> Basically, yes, yes, go do that. <laughs> don't boo, vote. Yeah, um, because there's nothing that we could do, no? Yeah, I'm... It's and nothing our, that like, could even that would re- even like so because this unfortunately you know we condolence condolences to um to the family, um, this is of course his wife dropped him off in one second and then the next sec or the next minute he's he's gone you know yeah um, so use this as fuel since we can't do shit use this as fuel as fire and everybody continue to go um vote you know getting vote. those uh, and I've heard of course the um. Uh, a lot of the lines have been like three hours. People have been in, you know, uh, going to their early voting uh, polls at like six, seven o'clock in the morning to vote early, and then they're mm-hmm. still in line for three hours. So that's dedication. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. And that's actually the perfect lead-in that I uh, we want to go into our deep dive. And this deep dive, Estad, um, what did we want to frame this and title this deep dive? Um, we just want to talk about. Um, America and its role in defending civil rights and civil liberties across the world. So case in point, when we were speaking of Khashoggi, uh, you know, this is exactly what we're going to get into. You little niggas ain't deep, you dumb. You niggas ain't gangsta, you come. I chew little niggas. That shit get deep. Shit gets deeper. You get the picture. Yeah, I got the picture. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the Get Up Podcast. So... Basically, what we want to do in talking about this deep dive is we want to discuss America's role in the world. Because right now, another country basically took one of their citizens, one of their journalists, and murdered them because they felt like they were dissenting. And the majority of the time, America would try to do something about this. We want to defend civil rights, civil liberties. We want to promote democracy. But do we really think that at this point in time, this is something that we should be doing or something that we should be pursuing as you know, America's role as the global police. Mm. So, um, Farrah, why don't you kick us off? What do you feel about America's role in, you know, promoting these American values across the world? I think it's the double-edged sword. I think democracy, one, is not going to work for every kind of people in the world. Two, if we're going to talk about our role in the world, we need to simplify it and also simplify what our values really are. I think our Bill of Rights, for the most part, are a very nice basic set of things we should be able to ask from any of our allies. Like, you should have some sort of freedom of the press. You should have some sort of freedom of religion. You shouldn't be oppressing people based on what they believe. Uh, And pretty much... Outside of that, I think we should mind our business. I think so. The big. I, I think we should pull out. I think we should pull our ships up to people's ports and be like, "Hey, what you got to trade?" Like the because old if you're too involved, then you'll kill yourself. And I think that's the mistake I don't want us to make in our role in the world because that's the mistake many other civilizations have made. Because trying to be too involved in everybody's stuff. Yeah, because and I agree with Pharaoh there. It's the biggest. I want to say, kind of out of that, um, out of the title, comes. Should we be, um, should we kind of, and I, I don't want to have it as like, um, we're separating ourselves like the, you know, Americans versus everybody else, which is, but it's kind of that, right? So I believe it's in that, in that civil liberties, I believe, yes, we want all of that for the world, but I also, as I believe Farah has mentioned, you know, 
uh, countless times is that, uh, you know, to be for us to be the global police, it, it doesn't make sense. And we're going to end up killing ourselves. Yes, that's not right. What they did with somebody else's citizen, um, you know, in, in regards to that country. But that's not the United States. Uh, you know, Esther, do you kind of agree on on that or do you you know, are, is this kind of still the you know, America needs to be policing the world? Well, I think that I think that what you're seeing right now is um, the result of America pulling back from that role of global police and global leadership, right? Um, when they start doing that, all of a sudden you start having, and it's not like it's a new phenomenon for journalists to be killed, but it's something new to have an American ally do it so brazenly. Russia you know, does like, it. I mean, that's not an American ally. Yeah, and also like Russia doesn't even, but like Russia doesn't do it like publicly like they don't take you to their own embassy in they somebody just, else's country and murder you they right just poison, like they just poison you as you're walking along yeah, and, and a nerve agent hits you and you're just like ah. and at least they have the dignity to say like they didn't do it you know like oh i don't he had food poisoning i don't know what happened and, and to him stay on point and stay yeah on like point. they're not over here like what <laughs> i don't know why he got killed in my embassy what do you i, I they, didn't do it they had a very like, real reason you know like they at least have like the human decency to do that um i, I think James that. Bond, double O, like that, that, like the case. Somebody walks over. Say, say, Americans are going to Pharaoh, 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 say that, Pharaoh, say that again. You're breaking up, and make sure you're wireless. Yeah, make sure you're wireless. Yeah. I know that runs in, but that it's, I feel like it's Agent 007, like where you're, you were uh, somebody's eating in Russia, and then they just, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Pharaoh's breaking up. We're going to have to call him back. Go <laughs> ahead and say what you were saying. No, so, yeah, I think that, you know, American leadership in the world, I think that it is important to promote, A, those liberal values, and B, really try to enforce that kind of a world order around the world. Now, I don't think you need to go into other countries and have, you know, um regime change and send military around places but make them feel a consequence even if it's monetarily that you won't have a lot of money you won't be able to trade with the u.s yeah um the u.s will stop selling you weapons the u.s will uphold a specific standard um I, I i do think it's a good idea you know to let people pick their own governments but i do think they should be allowed to pick their own government yeah so whether they want to pick an aristocracy whether they want to pick a monarchy whatever the people should have a say in it and it shouldn't be oppressed yeah, exactly i don't believe that you know dem democracy will work for everybody all the time but i do believe that it's a basic human right to be able to approve of and have your own government gotcha. um so i think that you know america does need to kind of take the forefront out of this but it doesn't have to be militarily all the time sometimes mm. you just have to take away somebody's pocketbook yeah and see how they want to you know but run around like that i don't know if i fully agree that voting has to be a norm of humanity i think what we need to guarantee is the quality of life like, I think those human rights, those basic human rights, I think you can have a king with absolute power and say that, king, there are just some things you cannot do to your people. There are just some things you cannot, uh, you can't oppress your people in these sort of ways because these violate our values as human beings. And I think that's what America needs to figure out and stand by. What are the human qualities of life that we will not accept? Mm. And I think that's very easy to maintain without getting involved in everybody's culture and everybody's shit. I'm not saying you can't have strict ways of living your way of life. 
I'm just saying you shouldn't be, you know, beheading people because they don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather countries exile those people than kill them. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I do think there's a strength in very disciplined cultures that I don't want us to lose in this liberal bullshit that we're experimenting right now. Because discipline and culture have gotten us a very long way and give us some very unique human skills that democracy and liberalism will never give us. Okay. Um, I don't even, um, I don't 100% disagree with you. I just think that, I think, honestly, before, before a couple of weeks ago, even, I might have uh, agreed with that assessment. But um, when I was reading Rousseau and he was talking about how governments are formed, he... Rousseau basically argues for a, a um, an absolute monarch or an absolute power. Mm. But his thing is that the power that that absolute you know, um, king or monarch should have should come from the people. The people should consent to said form of government. And that's the only way he really receives his power. So that's why I was saying that I don't particularly mind— yeah, like I agree I, with that 100%. I don't, I don't particularly mind there being an absolute power as long as it's by consent of the people. If the people don't want to have that form of government, then I think that form of government shouldn't exist. But I do, you know, my, my main thing, though, is that, like, we shouldn't go running around trying to send warships and trying to send a military into other people's country. If, if that's what's going on in your country, it's fine. But you should just, as we were saying, you should just be guaranteed specific civil liberties, right? You should be able to say what you want. You should be able to have a free press. You should be able to have the ability to leave a country if you don't like that country. If you want to leave, you should be able to get out. Um, and they shouldn't be murdering people on other people's soil. I feel like things like that, basic human rights that we have, are things that America should uphold. But so yeah, like, Turkey won't do anything because this was done in Turkey, no? Um, they they may do something. It's just what power they, do they I have? They're the ones think, who said they had on, actual. Proof. I also I, I also think with that being said, I think we need to also guarantee the rights of people who visit your company countries too. Like, we need to have a set of international laws that kind of you know maintain a norm. Like, even though you may have strict cultures of how women should dress. Women from other countries who visit your country shouldn't have to also live by that standard just because they want to visit your country. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I would say that, and I think that it's important in this day and age because I think that with Donald Trump and a lot of these Trumpers, you know, they don't understand the the international order that they're trying to tear down. They're, they're trying to get rid of all these international bodies and all these international treaties. But the reason they were created was to create kind of a fair set of rules so that people didn't, you know, behave in a barbaric state. Just I'm kind sorry. of doing what they want Donald to. Trump, Donald Trump voters actually don't know anything past their um, dirt roads that but day. Th that's why they're doing what they're doing. They're exactly. like, oh, we don't want the, yeah, we don't want, it. you know, this, <laughs> this accord or that accord. It's like, well, you don't understand why, why are you trying to build this down? The reason why we've had so much peace and prosperity is because of that international order. Yeah. So I, I do definitely agree with the idea of just international rules, international laws. Mm. When you go certain places, you should not have to feel because you didn't wear a headscarf you know like you should be able to go and do what you need to do and um and also respect other people's cultures but not in so far but as that's what i was gonna say too because i was just like when you when you're going to somebody else's country as a visitor 
I mean, Americans are telling Hispanic people to do that now. It's like you come to America, you speak English, you know. Uh, and if you're and if anybody's going to somebody's country, like what was that that um, white guy who uh, tore down that poster in uh, North in, in North Korea or whatever? <laughs> that white kid, he was uh, coming from like an Ivy League school. Like, no, like when you go to these places, unfortunately, you most likely may have to wear a headscarf, and they're going and but they should tell you nicely, you have to wear a headscarf. Like that's just what we do here and if you want to visit that's what you have to do you know i mean that's people's choice if you decide if you want to visit there or not well i i i think at least for me i believe if that's the case then they should offer them at the airport <laughs> that's what i'm saying like if they're going like, to do that headscarf do here you know you don't have to bring your own but this is yours for the exactly. trip and when you leave you gotta wear it here. i agree like get an offer i agree it should come with the tour it should come with the, the plane <laughs> the, ticket it should come with the package <laughs> I don't know. With free headscarf. <laughs> maybe maybe it's my like cosmopolitan American bias, right? But I, I feel like <laughs> Yeah, I believe so. You know, you can wear whatever you feel like free wearing. Free mandatory wearing. headscarf. You over here no. talking about let me just go to some random country. If that's what they no. say they to do, motherfucker, then don't visit the country. No, it sucks for you. Yeah, that's disrespectful. <laughs> that disrespectful. disrespectful. You're gonna be mad. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. Like... Americans should be disrespectful. <laughs> uh, yo, look, I just think that honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't care about like your arbitrary rules, like, <laughs> like oh, you gotta wear a scarf to to not offend the king god of the the, the volcano. That's no, what, that's what like, they do. Sucks for you. That's I don't believe in the king god of the volcano. Man, I don't have to wear that. Man, you can't be here. Um, that's what they gonna say. It's it's either you be there, you not be there. That's what I'm saying. Internationally, I should be able to wear what nah, I want. Nah, I don't agree with that. I agree. You need to because even in um, I think it's um, in India. You can't. Um, that's so disrespectful. As I that. know. Like, <laughs> that's that's I'm like, I'm like if I come into your house and you have a rule of take off your shoes, you're basically saying, "Well, it's my fucking right as American to wear my shoes the fuck I please." Look, like I don't say you gotta let them into your house. I don't say you gotta even let them into your restaurant or whatever. But if I'm in your country, I shouldn't go to jail and get beheaded because I feel like we're. Okay, not I agree with scarf. you there. I agree with you there. You should, but they they should offer it as Pharaoh said. I think the they package. should just escort you to the nearest airport. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you... just pay for your plane ticket home. Exactly. If they're that offended, like just yeah. pick you up peacefully, put you in a plane, exactly. Let you get your shit. Yeah, and then take you take you to the airport. Bye. Because that's what I was saying. At least they, they offer it in the package, then I'm all right with it. You know, be you can't. I agree with you, Estot. You can't be like jailed for something like that if this is not your this is not your home. This is not your country. I'm from a whole different country. This is not what we do. But I'm just like if if uh, if they just pull you up, pull you know, pull you over and say you're arrested because you're not wearing this. It's like I'm not in. You know, I'm not from here. But is that then on the person to then know but, where they're going? Like how far does that go, right? So sure. like. For instance, like let's say it's like, oh, it's not in our culture yeah. for um to allow homosexuals in our country. So you go there with another guy, you're holding yeah. his hand, and all of a sudden they buy you a plane ticket home. Yeah. What to say it's not in our culture to serve black people, right? Yeah. Oh, it's not in our culture. Okay, cool. You gotta go home. Yeah. Like I don't know, like I, I don't I hate the idea of an excuse being because it's my culture. I rather that than jail. Estat. Estat. I rather that to jail. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, you buy it out long. There's one extreme or the next. It's a much more, I think it's a much more civilized standard. I think the one thing we need to understand when we talk about America's role in the world is a very simple, civilized standard. We don't have to be oppressive in our views and our ways to maintain a very peaceful interaction with each other as human beings. It's all about establishing some simple, civilized standards. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a. I, I do agree that there is a a realistic aspect to this, right? Like, you can't make everybody accept everything that you want to do. Exactly. I think I'm talking yeah, yeah, more yeah. about in the idealized sense of what I feel should be a right and what I feel like you should be able to oppress as a country. Mm. And for me, I just feel like, you know, you should primarily be able to do whatever you feel like doing as far as it pertains to, you know, law and order. Like, you mm. can't do specific things that we all agree on. Mm. Um, so, I, I think that, honestly, if you don't want somebody doing said things, I, I'm all for, like, social pressure. Mm. Like, make it really uncomfortable if they don't wear their headscarf, right? Yeah. Like, everybody's going to be looking at you sideways. They, yeah. may not be, they may not be, like, serving you or whatever. That's social pressure. That's mm. fine. But when you make it so that it's, it's governmental pressure, when you make it so that there is you know, institutions that keep you a part of them because you are not bowing down to those rules. That's where I start to feel uncomfortable with that because I don't know how far, I don't know where you stop it. You know, like you, you have to have rules that, that dictate where this stops and where this ends now. So in what Farrah is saying, yeah, it's hundred percent correct that you're probably not going to get that everywhere. So saying like, okay, just treat everybody fairly. And if you don't like what they're doing in your country to send them home safe and sound, you know, yeah, that is better than beheading them in the public square, like some places will do. Crucifying, but them. um, Damn. you know, as just in in the ideal sense, mm. yeah, you should be able to not wear a headscarf or wear a headscarf wherever you want. You have the freedom of expression. You have the freedom of speech. You want to paint the Muhammad? Sure, you don't get killed for that. You may not be allowed in the country. You may not put your 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 you know um photo in a magazine. But yeah, like you, you are allowed to paint. You are allowed to speak. You are allowed to listen to music, watch movies. You are allowed to do whatever you feel like you want to express, and as long as you're not hurting somebody. And is allowed to live his life as a reporter and as a journalist without having the fear of being lured and killed. I mean, now he and chopped up with a bone saw. Like that shouldn't be a fear saw. of a journalist. Yeah, like bone saw. Like that's a fear of a spy, right? Not like journalist mm. for the Washington Post. Pharaoh, <laughs> like, I'm I'm sorry to get a little off topic. Did you um had have you started watching Daredevil by any chance? And the only reason why I'm I'm bringing uh, it up, I just finished it was not good. But see, and so in the in, if any of our listeners have uh, have uh, watched Daredevil, in this, this was the darkest season yet. This so is a dark season, and the thing is that the reporter, right? These reporters, um, in they have gotten hurt. I don't want to, you know, spoil it for people, but there's reporters and they got hurt. And the reason that they got hurt was, you know, most likely it was because of a story or somebody was trying to silence somebody and so forth. So reporters, and I believe in uh, one of the scenes, he was saying that as a reporter, you should know you're going to get your ass kicked because, you know, you are ruffling feathers. Uh, there is going to be an opposition to, you know, whatever particular um, column or piece that you're writing, you know, somebody's going to be upset and, and offended by it. Um, so, you know, as a reporter, I mean, I would love to, that'd be so dope if we actually had a reporter on so that we can kind of like get their idea of like, how are we? How, so after this, like it, it specifically in, you know, the journalist world, you know, mm -hmm how do they go about things now? You know, because now apparently they know that the United States is not there to, I mean, but in this instance, and, and sorry to cut my whole like thought process off in this instance, he wasn't an American citizen. No, 
No, he was an American resident. I just... Like, it, resident. Like, resident, citizen, resident, like, citizen. Like, look, if you're in the, the idea of um, transactional relationships like Trump is, then you're right. You have no real... Um, allegiance to this guy, so right? So journalists should just be scared of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you go into another country, good luck, God bless. Like, American like, journalists, like, citizen Because think about, like, in Mexico, this happens all the time. Mm. The car- the cartels murder people, oh, yeah. murder journalists, like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're regular people on the street. In Russia. All you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and we don't, like, we don't do much about that. Mm. Um, So it's not like, you know, he has uh, explicit duty as American president, but you do have a certain responsibility to uphold these american values around the world so like when you see something happening like this especially from a government like in a lot of these other countries it happens from random rogue military groups or things yeah. like that or a country you don't have relationships with yeah. but when you're supposed to be like a good ally then you have to uphold some yeah, american no values. lie journalists need a buddy system now Dude, you need you need you need to keep that thing no, on you no you lie keep that yeah. hammer on you no like. lie like i'm sorry but <laughs> journalism if you in, in this day and age if we have um kids now that are going into journal are going to be a journalist and going into that field i think that you should also they should also be a course uh uh, uh, uh a course that they have to take that's yeah. um self-defense nah, no you know what they need to. know what they need to do well, you have to <laughs> That that program where they were gonna give the teachers the guns. Oh yes, give sign up for the NRA. Yeah, you go. Tell the NRA, look, I got a bill for y'all. Yeah. Tell all these journalists to get guns. There you go. Government sponsored. At this point in time, they need to. I get right through the, the right Senate, through right the through Senate. the House. Trump be signing it quick. And no lie, <laughs> I would actually be on board with that because if these journalists are in are in oh. you know fear of their life on a constant basis because they now know that Trump is. You know, by this saying, it's all right. You can if you if another country has an issue with you, mm-hmm. right? So, say if a journalist wrote a piece uh, on you know somebody else in foreign power and they didn't like it, so then you know they come over here and get killed or whatever. Yeah. Now they know that they're setting precedents right now. Basically, you know, have stand your ground, nation ride. <laughs> you must be one of them. One of them journalists. They pop a cup of. They about to pop a cap. What? Caught some hot ones in you. Write about it in the Washington Post they're the next to, day. There's about to be a bill. Like if you if you uh, if you hurt um, a, a journalist, that's gonna be like Yo. three three to five years in life or in in, in, in prison in, in regards to a felony. That's gonna be my new um, crusade: stand your ground for journalists and free gun for journalists. That's the that's the get up podcast um, uh, new thing. New ideas. New ideas. Idea yeah. of the day. We're we're, sta- we're standing with our journalists, and uh, we we agree with stand your ground. So make sure that if these um, college kids are going for their undergrad and want to be a journalist you better have a, a side course an elect an elective get that gun license get that gun license hopefully your school offers um close quarter combat um you know cqc mm. you know you better you better get your krav maga and all that shit because and, and live in florida because it's stand your ground so somebody want to press you somebody want to run up bang bang get pop done up you know everybody going down <laughs> Yep, they about to yo journalists are about to yo this this is set precedent. This is set precedent. Um so what do we want to leave our listeners with in regards to civil liberties um and your rights? Um uh, I think we've all displayed, you know, um diverse thoughts and I think maybe even, you know, Pharaoh's gonna have other things to say, but I do think that this should be like a it's an international set of rules mm. that everybody agrees to, everybody plays by, and if you, you mess with those rules, the international order, um, you know, 
puts the hammer down on you. Run up, get done up. He's not international order, but maybe just international bougie pressure because order sounds too strong. <laughs> social pressure, social pressure. Yeah, international social uh, order. But, you know, just like, just like I think that all countries, you know, not even all countries, it was just major powers that have, you know, the the capital reserves um should you know put pressure on these these other countries or on all on everybody just to behave in a certain fashion mm. um you can do you know whatever you want in your own country but don't do specific things sure, um, we're, we're gonna see what happens with this international i mean trump has yet to uh do anything in regards to this um he has um ran with the same old um what do they call it the same old uh talking points um that you know everybody you know that everybody has been given from like fox news and interestingly enough i've heard that fox news is really not airing donald trump as much as they as they used to um just a side note mm-hmm. um but anyway so i think that's it i think we actually ran through that i actually like that um pharaoh what's your gold star point did you send anybody to the grape fields today my gold star point for Sunday is to make a list of your 10 strengths and 10 weaknesses. I think it's very important that if you're going to start a path to self-improvement, you're very honest about what you're good at and what you're bad at. So you can find the right people to put in your circle, people who balance out your weaknesses and can thrive off your strengths. Amen. S dot, are you sending anybody to the great fields or do you have a gold star point? Yeah. Uh Elizabeth Warren. I want to send to the great fields. Mm. Um Trump has been calling her Pocahontas and saying that one of his quotes was like, I have more Indian blood in myself than Elizabeth Warren has, and I have none. Um Elizabeth Warren has this, you know, story of um, one of her um grandparents or great grandparents or something like that. Oh yeah, who um Native American. Native American. It was like this story that she always tells, and um he was making fun of her about it. So Elizabeth Warren goes and gets a DNA test to prove that she's she is, yeah. Native American. Yeah. Um, Hold up, did she vote for the uh? She vote for Kavanaugh? No. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Which one was it? It's Collins. Yeah, Susan Collins. Thank you. All right. Um, and it was just it was a moronic thing to do. Um, and, and I don't have the same opinion that a lot of liberals have where it's like, oh, you know, cultural, culture is, what is it? Like race is a social construct and you have to be accepted by the native American tribe. Like that's, that's one thing and whatever, how you, however you feel about that. But did you really think that getting a DNA test was going to stop Trump from making fun of you? Mm, You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like when a bully is making fun of you and you try to come up with like a reason for why you did what you did. Like, oh, I wore this red shirt because it goes with like the bully doesn't care. This is making fun of you. Yeah. Like if you're going to fight back, fight back on your own terms. Don't try to justify yourself in front of the bully. And that's what you did. And that's why you look like an asshole on both sides. Exactly. Trump is still making fun of you saying that you're basically lying. And now you, you know, you have no defense for that. And then liberals are mad at you because you're, you're, you know, qualifying the idea of race and also you tried to claim ownership in a specific tribe and the tribe didn't actually accept you, which is against cultural norms. So it this was just happened, a, a, this happened some time ago. No, no, no. It happened recently. It, it happened recent? like a couple, like a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I just think Elizabeth Warren, if you're going to try to fight against Trump, you're going to need to come a little bit harder than that. Um, and in doing that, I think you almost even disqualified yourself from running for president because right now he's going to destroy you in every debate in every place and it's going to be kind of sad the new um rand paul 
Maybe. Or maybe. Ted Cruz. Some. Or Jeb Bush. <laughs> I don't know. Yo, but. yo, Pharaoh, I think Donald Trump is who's that? Who, um, what's the the villain's name in uh, Daredevil again? What's that guy's name? Fucking um, Bullseye. No. What's his oh, name? Kingpin, Kingpin. No, Donald well, Trump's Kingpin. Yeah, he's Kingpin, but I like wh- whatever his actual Fisk, uh, Raymond Fisk, or whatever his name is. Um, but of course, he then becomes a Kingpin. But that's who Donald Trump is, like in my in my head. Is that you know, uh, as as Estad said, you know, be careful because that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, he's gonna you know run up, get done up. Like he's gonna continue to uh, to like air her out and. There's yeah. nothing that she's gonna be able to do. She showed herself to be so insecure that she went and got a DNA test. The DNA test. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want Doesn't to fight she back, have any PR agents? You know they like, have to. Did somebody talk to her? Like, she, the first thing I would have said yes is like, don't. Like, the thing that I think a lot of people didn't understand is that you can't fight Trump on his terms. By no you know, way. Like you when, end up losing every time. Yeah, you're going to lose every time. You can't fight a battle on somebody else's battleground. When they she choose the battleground. The she yeah. didn't watch the debates. Like, if you're going to fight back against him, be like, oh, I'm lying about, you know, my ancestry, but you're lying about your taxes. Boom. We, we approve both, right? We release your tax returns. I release my DNA test. Like, then he would, may fall back, but you're going to really come out here like, oh, I got a DNA and this, test. And this day and age, she should have, in this day and age, she should have got a comedian. She should have hired, like, uh, Eddie Murphy or... Um, or a little Duval, get somebody, um, Chris Rock, somebody get black. You know, make sure you get a black comedian. <laughs> Write a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of um lines, and then yeah. just start airing airing them out on fucking, and even add some yo mama jokes in there and yeah. put them on Instagram. I'm trying to tell you, he would feel so insecure because everybody would be loving it. That's what this that's what this day and age is. That's what she should she should have taken just like Kanye did. You take to social media. Yeah, just get rid of those. Get rid of those Harvard uh, political consultants. I had you over Fuck there getting them. DNA tests. Fuck them. You better get a, help. You better get a thirteen-year-old little kid who knows who knows their Instagram shit. For real. And that's what you do. That's no lie. Get somebody who's like of the Instagram age. Like, yo, how do go. you deal with a uh, a troll? There you go. They, and you they know told what you to quick, do. fast. Do Hashtags, not try to. <laughs> all that. Hit him on Twitter. You know that's Donald Trump's weak points right there. I mean, he's not that strong on he's he's only strong on Instagram because he just he he's like he's like a machine gun. He'll just keep he'll just keep hitting it out. But if you if you get a good Instagram or you get a good tweet, Twitter. a few bars, if she releases a few bars, done done deal. I just don't fight him where he lives. Like he's he's good on Twitter. Yeah. If you're not good on Twitter, don't fight him on Twitter. Go on IG. Go somewhere else. Just, you know, or like try to be high minded or be low minded or whatever. Just try to do something different than what he's trying to get you to do there you go <laughs> or should you do like uh, michelle obama says if they go low you go high well that was good for uh michelle it might yeah. not be good for you that's you know true. what i'm saying like it may not i i thought like for like when, the reason why i said taxes was because elizabeth warren is like a, a crusader for Tax. economic yeah. you know um equality okay so it makes sense for her to attack him on that and people mm. wouldn't like you know see as out of character what sounds out of character is going to get a DNA test. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and that's, go down to his like, oh, and I've proven you wrong. Yeah, like. You oh, end up looking like the fool. Do you think bullies ever care that they're wrong? Yeah. Like, do you think Trump really cared By about no the means. DNA test? Somehow you need you need that punch in the mouth. Yeah, that's like you, you need, need something that's on your terms. Yeah. Yes, I don't know why they think Trump cares. This is the problem. They just, they're so stupid. <laughs> Democrats are dumb. That's why he's going to win re-election, because they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, Anyways, um, I don't have any gold star points. I was lazy. I mean, not lazy. I was just really, really busy this week. Um, it was it was a very it was a productive week. Um, work was good. Bot mitzvah, sweet sixteens. Everything is going off right now. So, um, I just say, 
I don't know what I say. I don't have anything anyways. <laughs> I don't have anything. Anyways, so y'all, this is the Get Up Podcast. You got Pharaoh, you got me, DJ Bellevue, you got S. Dot. What do we say? Boom. Peace. God damn.